Hey everyone, welcome to the latest Rosenfeld Review Podcast. It's your friendly host, Lou Rosenfeld, uh, with another friendly person, Teresa Neal. Hey, Teresa, how are you? I'm good, Lou. Thanks. Glad to have you on the show. And um, Teresa is someone who is going to be involved, or is involved, in the uh, very next Enterprise UX conference, which is taking place in San Francisco, June 7th through 9th. She has the um, honor or ignominy of being a theme leader at our fine conference. Uh, a theme leader is someone who um, is responsible for one of our four themes, and each of those themes has three speakers, and we get those speakers working together months and months and months in advance to come up with three talks that fit together nicely and play off each other well. And Teresa is the cat herder behind all that. So thank you, Teresa. Um, let me talk a little bit about uh, the theme. But before I do that, uh, I should introduce you a little nice, more nicely. Uh, Teresa, I've known her for years. Uh, I think of her as a, a true craftsperson in our field. Uh, she is the uh, author uh, with... Uh, Bill Scott of Designing Web Interfaces, uh, as well as Mobile Design Pattern Gallery, both O'Reilly books that are um, really popular books and have really done a lot to push forward the craft of user experience design. And uh, these days, uh, she runs a company in Santa Cruz, California, called Strategy Plus Design. If you go to strategyplus, spell out plus, design.com, you can learn more about it, and you can also learn more about Teresa at Teresa Neal, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-N-E-I-L.com. And uh, Teresa, the theme that you're working on, uh, putting together uh, at Enterprise UX, is crafting enterprise experiences. Now, I know that you're not someone who works inside the enterprise these days, uh, but um, you have a unique perspective on the enterprise as someone who runs a consulting company that works with enterprises. Do you want to talk a little bit about what it means to work with enterprise clients and are there any patterns or, or trends that you see uh, in those types of projects that are different than other clients you might work with? Yeah, I should probably say a little bit about I got my start in design working within an enterprise. I worked at Sabre Airline Solutions uh, back in 2000 for a number of years. Uh, Bill Scott, my co-author that you mentioned, and I built out the UX team there. And I had, I had been doing a little bit of web design. I had went back to school for MIS. And I wasn't really interested in websites or branding, advertising, marketing, SEO. None of that really appealed to me. But these really complex products that we had at Sabre, like for crew management or revenue optimization or um, balancing the load on flights. These were problems I could really like dig into. They were really meaty, interesting challenges, but they came with a lot of, of overhead, right? Like you really had to ramp up on the domain. You couldn't just jump from uh, project to project to project because it would take six weeks or eight weeks to really get um, – you know, in the domain to really understand to start providing good recommendations. And as Bill and I were building out that UX team at Saber, there were probably about 40 product families. And everywhere, we kind of acted as a consultancy within that enterprise organization. And as we were working with one product group and the next product group, we 
saw the teams running into the same challenges again and again. And that's why we thought, well, we could structure a UX organization uh, that we could put together principles and patterns and even code repositories that would be able to be used across all of these product teams. You know, so we could just solve the problem once instead of 40 times in 40 different ways. And although a lot has changed in terms of technology uh, in the past 15 or more years, and a lot have, has changed in the world of UX, right? Like we actually recognize UX as a term now, whereas back then it wasn't, it was, it was called like usability, which wasn't really correct, or CX. Um, even though those things have changed, I think enterprises are still kind of struggling with those root challenges of how do we set up something that is that's going to work across multiple products? How is it going to be extendable? How can we avoid the waste of you know resolving the same problems again and again, yet in different ways? Um, how do we avoid introducing usability problems by having you know inconsistency within our application or across applications? So those things are really similar uh, to what it was when I got started in this field. Um, some of the things that I'm seeing that are different from um, from the outside being a consultant is organizations, um, when we first started our consulting company, which was 12 years ago, organizations were still in kind of the mindset of like, okay, I'll go hire Frog or I'll hire, you know, IDEO or, you know, we got hired a lot as well. And they're like, okay, here's the challenge. And then uh, we would get details and then we were supposed to kind of walk away and then come back with the solution, hand it to them and we go to development. Unfortunately, um, the big shift that I've seen now is organizations, they're willing to own it and they want to own it. And so that's really changed our dynamic as consultants of we get to do a lot more of the collaboration that we're really interested in. Uh, organizations have come to terms with the fact that like, if, if they hire consultants and they outsource all that work, that domain expertise is outside of their company. And when they get rid of that consultant, it's gone. And we didn't, we never liked being the sole owner of all that knowledge. Uh, and so, like I said, this is a very welcome change uh, as far as us being consultants. So companies now are growing their own UX uh, teams. But since there's uh, a lot of senior people are already engaged full time at, you know, at organizations, there's not a whole bunch of senior people available on the market. They're they're running into struggles um, like how do we how do we put a framework in place across multiple applications or how do we set up um, design systems these are some of the the talks that uh, the the folks in my theme will be will be speaking about right like how do you set up a design system yeah you know this might, across an enterprise this might be a good uh, a moment to mention those people uh, I'll just call them out by name. It's a, it's uh, an interesting mix. We have uh, Robert Ryman, who's uh, uh, right now a principal UX designer at Patients Like Me, uh, had a very senior role at Cooper for many years, one of the co-authors of uh, uh, one of the later editions of, at least a, at least one of the later editions of um, About Face. Um, Craig Villamore, who's a, a real vet uh, from inside a variety of enterprises, currently VP of... Uh, Product experience at App Dynamics, and Trisha Wong, who is uh, goes by a global technology ethnographer uh, from her company Constellate Data, who's been on the outside doing amazing uh, ethnography work on behalf of 
a variety of, of clients, including some enterprises. Now, you um, mentioned a couple things, a couple themes just now. Uh, one is th this idea that enterprises, at least the ones you're working with, are, are getting to a point of maturity that they want to own the expertise because they're, they already have the teams in-house that need to uh, maintain that expertise long after uh, you've finished your engagements. And, and that is really a great thing. We're seeing that as well. Um, it, you might argue that at one point the expertise was only outside in agencies and then around 15 years ago when the economy uh, hit a rough spot, a lot of us went in-house and, uh, and then there was kind of a nice... Uh, uh, symbiosis between people outside and in-house, and it seems like it's it's changing, but it's still there, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, the other theme that came up for me as you were describing the work you're doing is certainly a lot with um, helping your clients, help, helping enterprises avoid reinventing the wheel. So um, they're at a point where they have uh, many designers and researchers, uh, maybe some, I'm guessing, you tell me if I'm, I'm wrong, that aren't even professionals. They're, they're just sort of tasked with various aspects of design and research. And yet they're going around creating stuff uh, and reinventing the wheel. And so is a lot what you do, helping your clients build pattern libraries and and repositories and design systems, or is there more to the craft of doing a UX in an enterprise setting than simply uh, uh, supporting efficiency and reuse? Well, we do support efficiency and reuse, but there's a lot of upfront work to go around that. So, for example, we have, um, it was based in Austin for many years, we had a local Austin client, and they had built out their, U or grown their UX team to be up about 20 folks. And you're right, some of these folks may not have been professionally trained, um, but I have a lot of admiration for these people who become interested in UX and take on these roles, even though they don't have formal training. Uh, they're usually very passionate about it, and they want to do their best to help inform the product strategy uh, you know, to the best of their ability. So you've got, you've got a team of formally trained people, and then you have informally trained people who are, who are passionate. And then we have all of these really cool software-as-a-service products out there like Envision or Proto.io or uh, Marvel, um, Murally, all of these different things that companies have started um, you know, licensing at the enterprise level to help their teams. However, just having those tools and just having people who have you know, some training and some passion doesn't necessarily mean anybody's going to be successful at UX. Mm -hmm. I hesitate to say many, but as a consultant, we're pulled into many organizations that are having some type of process challenge. Uh, they may, they're not necessarily in a bad spot, but they know they're not really structured optimally. And so that's when they'll reach out to us. And it'll be more of an organizational change or a process refinement type of engagement where we get in there and help determine um, are, people in the, are people in the right positions to really capitalize on their strengths. Um, how do we set up a good system for, let's say, uh, UX working with the Agile development team? How do we um, make sure that uh, the visual design team is working effectively with the UX team? Where, what type of research should be done at each stage and who should be doing that research for the best gains? Like we've seen many, many clients spending 
tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars of uh, unusability testing at the complete wrong point in time in the process. They might be getting something out of it, but they're they they're not even structuring like a hypothesis to test against. It's like completely at the wrong point, and that money could be way better served used at a different point that's going to have a lot more impact. And so. What we like to do is is help them define, uh, help enterprises define their process within a pilot pro project, right? So we're not we're not like Accenture. We don't come and be like, hey, you should change your process. It's like, okay, well, you need to you need to ta you know you need to release this product in X months. Let's pilot a new process on that, and so we can work out all the kinks with them in real time, going through each of these steps um, with, within their organization. So. Here's what I'm hearing, that the, the craft is, to a large degree, in, in your role and probably a lot of people who are inside the enterprise, you have to know enough about it so that you can troubleshoot it on behalf of the organization. So you, you, it sounds to some degree like you're, you're looking at issues of, of politics and culture, but really you can't unless you have a basic grounding in, in how the work the actual craft of the work needs to go. Uh, so in, in a sense, uh, maybe the craft of Enterprise UX is, is the ability to have a big enough picture of it and a wide enough understanding of the craft to make it successful in the enterprise context. In other words, to connect the nuts and bolts of the work of the craft to how enterprises function, realistically. Uh, am I close yeah I think you're right and I think some of the other some of the things to bring to the table in this um, is flexibility and forgiveness right um, every enterprise is different their challenges are different their team compositions are different politics are different and and of course their vertical or their domain is different and so it's not a one-size-fits-all um, it's really like looking and seeing, okay, look, you know, you're doing great on these things. Um, where are there areas to improve or optimize and what's the best way to do that within, within your organization? And then there's the commonalities across all of these organizations. Uh, design system is key, right? So uh, Craig is going to be speaking about that. Uh, very rarely could an organization not be helped by a design system. I mean, that's just... It's going to be one of the fundamental um, areas. Coming up with the, the um, what type of research is going to best serve the organization, when to do it, who should be involved in that, how is it going to drive the business strategy, and then also looking on the flip side of once we're putting things out into the market, how are we following up and collecting the analytics to then inform the next release. Uh, you know, Trish is going to be speaking uh, about the, the research and how research is driving um, product strategy now as opposed to you know years ago uh, when it'd be like oh we'll go do some testing and then we'll ship the product right things have really evolved UX research is really at the right. forefront of product so, strategy and design now so uh, you know I guess maybe an, another way to look at craft in this context is um, it's not like let, you know if you're a designer who is looking at a career in the enterprise or maybe you're already there um, it doesn't mean you're only going to be a coach. You're only going to be doing troubleshooting. Maybe you're also going to be a craftsman of something different, like uh, a, a design system of some sort 
that is, it's, in effect, it's a product. It's got end users, and it's got to work for them, right? I mean, it, you, you can't just drop it in there and expect, even if it's nicely designed, that it's, it's going to be adopted. So then there's all types of other issues that um, you have to craft uh, for in order for them to work. So, you know, it's the craft of not only designing something that's going to essentially amplify the impact of, of design throughout an enterprise, but to, to make sure that all the various uh, human aspects of getting that, that product adopted are considered as well. Yep, I agree with that. And I, and I think, um, I'm not sure if you said if you're a new designer in enterprise or if you're new to enterprise, but I think in our field we've done ourselves a bit of a disservice in that we don't have uh, our folks apprentice coming into the into the field like many other industries. So if you were if you're going into fashion, you would spend the first five years cutting patterns, not your patterns. You don't you're not designing clothes, right? Uh, you're cutting somebody else's patterns. And if you are a new designer coming into enterprise, you know that's kind of you're going to kind of pay that price. You're going to come in practice the craft right Mm -hmm. get in there design the patterns maintain the pattern library work hand in hand with the developers to make sure that you're not just making something in photoshop or sketch like really get in there and understand how is it going to be how is it going to be developed i i strongly encourage folks in the enterprise who are designers to have a good technical partner so if you're let's say you're creating a design library let's not just have a design library online or in a PDF. Why not make it a code library? And that was one of the early things that Bill and I did at Saber was we had a product integration team where we were actually building out um, uh, code libraries for both web and at that time it was installed software uh, so that teams could just take those libraries and then go use them. So that also alleviated a lot of... um, uh, inconsistency, as well as like wasted time trying to solve the same problem. So it so sounds you got you to come in. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I love this. I mean, it, it sounds like you're specking out a, an internship program for uh, designers and researchers within the enterprise. Uh, what you know, if we frame it that way, what would be the basic building blocks or, or roles that uh, would make up that internship program? I, I love where you're going with it. Oh, yeah, that sounds really fun. So I feel like the fundamentals that you would need to know, that anyone would need to know to become a good UX practitioner and then ultimately a a facilitator and somebody who's helping implement a good process, uh, the internship would include projects of um, information architecture projects. Which oh, you I know, know I'm happy have to hear about that. Anymore, yep. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, learning how to... Uh, go about crafting the IA and testing it, you know, validating it. And then uh, the next piece would be, um, you know, really, really honing interaction design skills. So that's not just like, you know, on the consumer side of things, that could be like, okay, we've we've added parallax scroll to, you know, and we've got these animations enhancing experience. In, in enterprise, interaction design is it's not an afterthought of adding, and I don't mean to imply that to anybody in web or offend anybody there, but um, in enterprise, the interaction design is absolutely critical, right? Like if we do not nail the interaction design, when, when, a, when somebody who's scheduling flights moves 
one plane resource to another row and that doesn't interact correctly as they would expect, you know, hundreds of people's flights were just delayed. All right. So this has real ramifications and and it's not it's not just UI design of laying things out on the screen. It's really thinking through the consequences. How does each of these interactions and micro interactions, you know, have an impact on the design. So we've got the IA piece, which I think could be practiced separately from the IX piece. And then uh, there's certainly the research piece. So I love the fact that research is at least a two-person job because it's great to have somebody, you know, a more junior person train alongside a senior person. So learning how to do generative research, formative research, and then you've got the usability piece, learning how to when and how to validate designs and the different techniques for that usability, testing, write studies, paper prototyping, all of those different uh, pieces. And then, um, yeah, I think from there, that those are four good um, base components. And then at that point, you're really, now you've um, moved into the role of actually being able to call yourself a UX designer, right? You've got these four pillars uh, under your belt. And so now you can start start looking at the bigger picture and helping other people start looking at the bigger picture. And of course, there's always the possibility um, uh, for folks who have the, have the capability to uh, to do visual design as well, right? But I don't consider that a, a cornerstone of UX. Well, it, you know, it was a nice to have. You didn't know this was going to happen. This was always my plan in this podcast was to get you to to spec out. Uh, uh, an Enterprise UX internship curriculum, and, and there, you did it. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you worked out just as I had planned. But seriously, that is a really great uh, 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 way of, of laying out the skills that people who are getting into the enterprise uh, or, or find themselves working in the enterprise really need to consider. Uh, and then uh, that idea of internship really lay, you know kind of helps get you to the next point where you can start working on helping other people and creating products to help other people do research and design in the enterprise. And um, thank you for that. I'm not surprised that uh, this came right out. Uh, uh, Teresa Neal, it's been a pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you, but also the, the three folks on your theme at Enterprise UX in San Francisco this June. If anyone wants to learn about the conference, it's enterpriseux.net. And uh, if you want to know more about Teresa, you can go to teresaneal.com or uh, her company website, strategyplusdesign.com. Teresa, thanks so much. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Lou, and thanks for having me as a theme leader at uh, the Enterprise UX. It's going to be awesome this summer. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks again.